0: Hey guys.
1: Hey everybody. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chase. And this is? Crime with a K.
0: In the United States of America
1: Yep, the proud U.S. of A
0: <laughs> So if you didn't know, we were just in Europe But now we're back, and it's been a long time since we recorded
1: I know, but it was a really good time It was a good time We had a good time, we uh, saw a lot of construction <laughs> um, <laughs> that was Saw cheap. the snowman get his head blown up by fireworks Yes um, Saw a customs guy yell at an old man uh, oh, these got, are
0: not the highlights of the. This. What is this?
1: And I got um. <laughs> and I got uh. Privately stripped. Oh yeah. At yeah. the airport, they ran randomly. Uh-huh, yes, whatever.
0: and I got yelled at for using a bathroom that I thought was public, but it was not.
1: But it was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and the snowman, the blowing that off. We didn't know this, and I don't know if a lot of people do, but there's a tradition in Switzerland that. What is it? The third Monday of April.
1: It's some. It's just basic. Yeah, it's basically like when it's winter turns to spring. They have a huge festival. Yeah. And when I say huge,
0: no, I've never seen anything like this in my life.
1: It is like six hundred thousand people all it, come to the middle of a city.
0: Yeah. And there, it was a four and a half hour parade on every single street. Like you, if you were standing in a four way intersection, there would be a parade coming from every side.
1: It was crazy. It was
0: insane. And they throw you like candy and apples and bread and toothbrushes and just all of these different things. And then the parade leads to the opera house. And in the middle, they have this ginormous snowman and they set the bottom of the snowman on fire. And then there's fireworks in his head. And basically however long it takes from the fire to get from the bottom all the way up to its head and it explodes that determines whether or not it's going to be a good summer.
1: Yeah, and the quicker it burns, better the summer. And we got to watch the record for the worst summer. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, what, an hour? An
0: hour and three minutes or something. Yeah, it was
1: so long. We broke the record. The the old record was like 58 minutes, and we crushed it.
0: And it was raining, and it kept putting the fire out. And I was like, damn, y'all, summer's going to suck. Yeah, (laughs) so so sorry.
1: sorry. (laughs) Sorry, guys.
0: And coffee of the day, we'll keep it on theme with Switzerland. First of all...
1: It was a great time, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was a really good time. And I went to Starbucks, and I got a coffee there, and it was $10.80 for a grande. So that just puts into perspective how expensive Switzerland is. So because of that, I only got a few small coffee shop coffees, (laughs) but the one that I went to every morning, because it was like $3 US, and it was so small, was the co-op. The grocery store coffee.
1: If anyone knows about the co-op, please message us because we want to know more about that establishment.
0: Chase loves the co-op.
1: Well, it's just so fascinating. The co-op is so crazy.
0: He's like, they sell everything.
1: They do. Uh, they do. <laughs> they really do, though. Sell anything. The aim. Na- think of any store and they have it.
0: Yes. Facts.
1: Home Depot? Got it. <laughs> Target? Got it. Home Goods? Got it. TJ Maxx? Got it. 7-Eleven? Michaels. Michaels? Got it. Got it. Coffee? Coffee? walmart
0: their pastries are so good too i think i ate like 35 croissants
1: oh kelsey eats so many croissants. <laughs> there's nothing else to eat <laughs> yes, yes well they don't eat lunch over there so
0: no europe doesn't really but we're back everything's going well and now we're on the house hunt
1: yeah time to start looking for places to live
0: mm-hmm. but with that too we're gonna use one of the rooms and build a little podcast studio so there'll be video. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll bring you along with that on the Instagram. Cram with a K.
1: Cram with a curve.
0: So, this is a listener request. So, thank you Jessica for sending this one in. It is gnarly, so be forewarned. Yay. But
1: that's always never new.
0: It's always how it goes. Michelle Blair was a loving, caring mother who would do absolutely anything for her children. She was posting on Facebook talking about how the greatest gift in the world is being a mom, how much she loved being a mom and adored being a mom, but in reality, that was far from the truth, as she constantly abused all of her children, both verbally and physically. Okay. So, Michelle Angela Blair was born on May 10th, 1979 in Detroit, Michigan, and there isn't much known about Michelle's past, but Michelle had four children with two different men, And at this point, she was 35 years old, and she was living on the east side of Detroit. Michelle wasn't able to hold a job. She was getting government assistance, and her children's fathers were absent slash in and out of the picture. That's kind of he said, she said type thing. Um, And she was constantly asking family members to help with her rent and helping out with her finances and the bills eventually there came a point where her family basically cut her off and told her you need to stop asking for money as they just couldn't afford to help her anymore they didn't want to keep helping her they really wanted her to go out get a job hold a job and try to get her feet on the ground for her kids
1: i mean understandable
0: this then led though to michelle getting evicted from her apartment okay on march 24th 2015 michelle blair was served an eviction notice Michelle wasn't home, so the district court went into her home and basically started purging the house, which that, to me, makes it seem like it wasn't the first notice that she got because I feel like they don't just serve you that, and then if you're not there, walk in and take all your stuff. I feel like they tell you a few times. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty extreme. So, while the court officers were inside purging the home, they found a deep white freezer in the living room with a chair pushed up, blocking it. Police, er, I'm out of breath. (laughs) I wish you out of breath right now. I don't know. Take
1: take a couple take a side.
0: I think it's because I'm hunched over on my lungs, so they're like Bitch. Yeah,
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> please. The court officers immediately thought that this was extremely weird, so they went ahead and opened the freezer. Once they opened that freezer, they saw what they believed was a deceased old lady wrapped up in a trash bag.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: We're starting off. Right Pretty hot.
1: Game, yeah, yeah, I like this. Okay, shots fired.
0: Police are immediately called in for backup, and this is when basically the court officers and the police begin their hunt for Michelle. They then start to remove the body from the freezer, but once they lift that body up and out, they find a second body underneath, oh. also wrapped up in a trash bag. Police identify the bodies of a young girl and a young boy.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So, yeah. At this point... A neighbor had wandered over because police were obviously scouting the area, and this neighbor is basically like, "Hey, are y'all looking for Michelle?" And the police said, "Yes, that's who we're looking for." And this neighbor let them know that Michelle was actually across the way at another neighbor's house with two of her four children, Matthew, who was eight, and Gabby, who was seventeen. Her son Stephen, who was nine, and daughter Stony, who was thirteen, were not oh, with her. No. Yeah.
1: Oh God.
0: So police go across the way and they start to question Michelle about her kids and the bodies in the freezer. And police said that she just kept apologizing. Police then place Michelle under arrest and charge her with two counts of murder as she immediately confessed to the murders of her two children. Wait,
1: what? Yep. And just right off the bat? Right
0: off the bat. Nine-year-old Steven and 13-year-old Stony.
1: So she just, they went over there and she's like, yeah, I killed him. Yeah. Okay, well. I like the honesty.
0: At her arraignment, Michelle told the judge that she'd killed her demons after finding out that they had been raping her youngest son, Matthew. Michelle shares with police what had allegedly happened that had led to this. In August of 2012, Michelle had come home from work to her youngest son, Matthew, who was five or six at this time, playing with his army action figures. Matthew was allegedly playing with two of the army figures in a very sexually suggestive way. Michelle said that she was pretty shocked at this and she asked Matthew, what are you doing? Why are you playing with the army guys like that? And where did you learn that? Michelle did continue to press on Matthew and continually ask him who did that to you. Matthew then admits that yes, someone did do it to him and he, they were doing to him what he was doing to the army dolls. Matthew said that it was his older brother, Stephen, who was doing that to him okay michelle then burst throughout the house to find Stephen, and she grabbed him michelle claims that Stephen admitted to her that he had been sexually abusing his younger brother matthew what michelle then began her own torture brigade on her son where right off the bat she began kicking and punching him she then choked him with a belt pulled the belt up like a leash and said quote, do you like how this feels choked with a belt She made him stand in a pot of boiling hot water while pouring another pot of boiling hot water all over his genitals, and she had done that so much that his skin had peeled off entirely in that region of his body. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Then, Michelle placed a plastic bag over his head while he gasped for air, and she made him drink Windex. The reason that Michelle was doing all of this is because she said that this is what her youngest son, Matthew, had said that Stephen had done to him. There's no absolute way. No. That's
1: absolute bullshit. Like, what? <laughs> you, what? There's Especially no way? the boiling water. In the skin? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way.
0: Stephen was then kept isolated alone in a room so that herself and the remaining three children had no interaction with him. When she learned of something new that Stephen had done to Matthew, back into the room, she went to abuse him and, quote, punish him. This lasted about two weeks, and Michelle said that she heard Stephen breathing really lightly, but in a struggling sort of way, like a quiet gasping. Michelle allegedly tells her daughter, Gabby, that she's going to let Stephen out of the room because she believes he's been punished enough and understands what he's done wrong. However, Gabby tells an entirely different story. And there's actually an episode on the show Evil Lives Here. It's, I think... It's episode one of either season three or 13, Okay, but it's about this case. In that episode, Gabby says that Michelle goes into the room with Steven, and this is the first time Gabby had seen Steven since he'd been put in that room. She said that Steven is covered in welts and bruises, he's missing teeth, and his breathing has completely slowed and he can barely move. Michelle then tells Gabby to kiss her brother and tell him goodbye as he's going to be leaving them soon.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Gabby does, as she's told, and she kisses her brother and says goodbye. Now, Gabby thought that he'd died because of how slow and non-existent his breathing had gotten in the room, but basically, while she's in the room, Stephen lets out a loud gasping breath. So, Gabby's visibly shocked and basically says to her mom, he's alive, he's alive and breathing. Michelle tells her, no, that was just his final breath that he'll, he'll be taking.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Michelle, what the fuck is wrong with her?
0: I think... Sorry if you can hear this construction beeping. Um, I think that it was her who was abusing them. And I think she used their three-year-old as a front to torture
1: her children. An, that's just so crazy, though. That, like, she's that demonic.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's...
1: She's yeah, awful. She's the way that she's just talking about it. Like, yep, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's going now. Bye-bye.
0: And she, like, will talk about what happened in court. But she does not hold back on what she did.
1: And, like, the torture alone is awful.
0: Yeah michelle wraps steven up in his favorite blanket and michelle forces gabby to help carry steven into the living room and put him into a freezer gabby tells a documentary episode that she thought that this was the end of it now all four children were being abused in this household since they were all born
1: oh really yeah oh my god what the hell
0: abusing children or abusing her children wasn't a one-and-done punishment type style for michelle Gabby said that once Stephen was put in that freezer, the abuse towards the remaining three children did slow down, and she believed that this was the end of the Matthew being sexually assaulted by his sibling. There was silence for nine months, but then in May of 2013, Michelle begins abusing her daughter once she learns that her daughter, Stoney, had also been abusing her youngest son, Matthew. What? In in addition to abusing Matthew, Stoney had also been abusing Stephen. Okay. I do want to say... The allegations against Stony and Stephen have never been proven true.
1: I never thought they were. No. No, not once. No. Mm-mm. I don't. I think she's just a little nutty. I think in the she's demant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, to this day, no one knows how Michelle Blair discovered this about Stony, and that's why both of these allegations against Stephen and Stony are alleged, because even her two other children don't know how Michelle learned of Stony's abuse and if Stephen's or Stony's was true.
1: I, I don't, yeah, I just don't think the them being sexually assaulted was a real thing. Mm-mm. I think it came up in her own head.
0: I think maybe there could have been some sort of sexual assault, but I don't think it was from the older kids.
1: Oh, you think it was, like, the mom herself?
0: I don't know if it was the mom herself or maybe, like, a boyfriend or a guy or somebody at school. Like, it could be anybody, but I don't think it was the... And I think when you press a kid, like, who did that? Who did that? Who did that? Who did that? Like, they'll
1: just say what you want Sometimes to they're like,
0: uh, uh... And then I'll just... They'll sometimes name a name. Yeah. So... And then, mind you, usually when a kid names a name, the person that's being accused doesn't just get hot water poured all over them within five minutes of being that's accused. Just, so that like, to
1: me is, like, a brutal, brutal thing. Oh. I don't and even, to do
0: that to your own kid...
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Even even if it were true, there's so many other avenues that you can take oh. that would help everyone in that situation. Because mind you, like, yes it's bad, but they are still children. And you're the mother. You're a mother.
1: Yeah, that's really bad.
0: Who is a mother who wants to do that to their kid? Even even if they've done something horribly, horribly wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, don't answer me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: The wrath that Michelle had when she learned about Stephen's abuse kicked off with Stoney as well, and Michelle began beating Stoney with anything she could find around the house. Curling irons, two-by-fours, and she even put a plastic bag over her head to suffocate her to unconsciousness several times.
1: So she's doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Michelle then began starving Stoney, only feeding her one bowl of oatmeal and water a day. She was kept locked in her bedroom and not allowed out, and at this point, Michelle had pulled all three of her kids out of school. Stoney died on May 25th, 2013 after being struck in the head with a 2x4.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Michelle thought that Stoney was dead, so Michelle asked Gabby again to come help her move this body to the living room deep freezer. Michelle and Gabby move Stoney's body, and once she's wrapped in a blanket and put in the freezer on top of her brother's body, Stoney starts breathing again.
1: Oh my god, no way. Yeah. Ew.
0: Michelle was not having that. So she grabbed a nearby t-shirt and tried strangling Stoney to death. And once she thought she was unconscious, but that didn't really work, she tied a plastic bag around her head to suffocate her to death. Gabby stated that Stoney was not dead with the plastic bag, but Michelle closed the freezer and told her she's close enough.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yep. According to Michelle, she wanted to turn herself in to police about the murders. But Matthew didn't want to live without his mom, so she decided to stuff the bodies inside the deep freezer in the living room and just kind of go about her life.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, makes total sense. Right.
0: Medical examiners do rule the official cause of death, blunt force trauma to the head, in both Stephen and Stoney's death, because they said that the blow from the 2x4, though Stoney woke up from being knocked unconscious, she would have died due to internal bleeding.
1: Oh, my God, so she woke up and then would have died anyways? Anyway, Oh, yeah. God, that's so sad. Yeah.
0: Before they were discovered, these two children were in the freezer for almost three years. Whoa. Yeah. Three years? Yep. No one was looking for them because, one, they had been being homeschooled. Two, their fathers were absent, and three, Michelle was known in the community as being a kind, loving, and caring mother. She was said to have been constantly looking out for work, for money to support her children, and when anyone asked Michelle about the kids, she said that they were with extended family or not feeling well. And no one suspected Michelle as being someone who could commit murder, let alone on her own two children. But how
1: do you just all of a sudden just don't have your two kids with you doing stuff?
0: I did read that I guess they, like, did stay in their apartment a lot of the times, and not, like, oftentimes there's only a couple kids seen at a time. Yeah. But, and I guess if you don't have any close family or friends, and... That's just so crazy to me. Yeah. And we'll talk about Three with, years. We'll talk with the school thing, too. Oof. The other two kids, Gabby and Matthew... Never spoke about what happened as Michelle had told Gabby that she was more than welcome to go out, hang out with her friends, sleep with men, hang on the streets, do whatever it is that she wanted to do. But if she ever spoke about what had happened to her siblings, to anyone, then she would kill her and her brother and herself. And Gabby was like, okay, well, obviously my mother is completely capable of killing me. Yeah, obviously, because
1: she's literally asked me to help her put it <laughs> in a fridge. proven
0: tried and true with bef- yeah. be- doing my other two siblings, so I will not be dabbling in that. Gabby stayed quiet until Michelle stopped paying her bills.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Michelle hadn't paid rent or water or gas or electric, and eventually the court showed up with her eviction notice. Once both children were found in the freezer and Michelle immediately confessed to their murders... that's crazy
1: she was like yeah they're in there Mm
0: -hmm. oh yeah she was like yeah i did it i did it and she says it in court too she goes yeah i did it and i don't feel bad it was learned that steven died on august 30th 2012 after speaking with Gabby, the court petition said in a summary, quote, Their mother, Michelle Blair, tortured Stephen for approximately two weeks prior to his death by tying a belt around his neck, throwing hot water on him while in the shower, and putting a plastic bag over his head. Michelle was charged with four counts of first-degree child abuse, a charge of committing first-degree child abuse in the presence of another child, and each charge carried a punishment of up to life in prison. At first, Michelle wasn't charged with first-degree murder, but ultimately, She was. The medical examiner had to wait three days for both of the children's bodies to thaw out entirely from being in the freezer.
1: Yeah, for so long. Yeah,
0: and all while trying to preserve evidence. Michelle Blair's bond was set at $1 million in either cash or surety. Both Stoney and Stevens' death were ruled homicides after their autopsies, which is when that first-degree murder charge came into play.
1: That's so crazy that she just was like, yep.
0: Just wait till you hear what she says in court.
1: Oh, I am. Okay.
0: Stoney's cause of death was multiple blunt force trauma injuries, and Stephen's cause of death was multiple blunt trauma and thermal injuries.
1: Thermal? Yeah. From the hot water. Yeah. Gosh.
0: Mm -hmm. The medical examiner listed March 24th, 2015 at 1249 PM, the date and the time the bodies were received by the coroner as the official times of death. Okay. The children were found wrapped in plastic bags in a freezer when a Wayne County Sheriff's Department bailiff visited Michelle Blair's former home in the Martin Luther King Apartments, located just east of downtown Detroit. Within a couple hours, Michelle Blair was arrested for murder and abuse charges, and police stated that the two remaining children looked severely malnourished when they'd first seen them, and it was evident that they'd both been abused.
1: Yeah, I have no doubt. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, Michelle Blair had four children with two different men. And this is where things got a little messy. 31-year-old Stephen Berry of Redford, Michigan, was the father of Stephen and Michelle's surviving eight-year-old son, Matthew. 35-year-old Alexander J. Dorsey of Detroit, Michigan, is the father of Stoney and the surviving daughter, Gabby. The juvenile court petition was seeking to end the paternal rights of to the two fathers. Dorsey owed $39,000 in child support, according to court documents. Golly. And he told Live Detroit by phone that he hadn't seen Stoney in about two years, but she was fine the last time that he did. Dorsey said that Michelle Blair forbid him from seeing his children, and she told him Stoney was with her aunt or a neighbor whenever questioned. Dorsey's eldest daughter, Gabby, told him similar explanations, but most recently, he saw her only eight months ago. Quote, she said what her mama told her to. I thought she'd do it to herself. I didn't think she'd do it to my baby dorsey did live with michelle for several years until the couple separated after the birth of their first daughter and dorsey had learned that his youngest daughter stoney was dead and found in his ex michelle blair's freezer when a reporter contacted him to to talk about it
1: imagine finding out that your child's dead that way
0: right i don't think that should be allowed honestly but then it's also hard too because i can tell you my dad would not be contacted
1: well like the freedom of the press yeah it's just so hard so annoying,
0: but right. he said quote I don't know what to say about it. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Barry, who is both of the boys' fathers, owed eleven thousand dollars in child support. He also has two felony firearm convictions and served at least two years in prison in twenty ten. Child Protective Services substantiated claims of child neglect or abuse committed by Michelle Blair, once in September of two thousand two and again in February of two thousand five. However, she retained custody of her children after both of those incidents.
1: Okay. How?
0: I don't know, because the court system. The
1: court system. It sucks. It sucks. Okay, back now with Crab with a K.
0: (laughs) Gabby told the court that her mother had pulled her out of school two years prior to this, and she hadn't been in school since eighth grade. Parents in Michigan have no obligation to notify their school district or the State Department of Education if they plan to homeschool, which is how Michelle was able to get away with pulling her kids out of school.
1: Yeah, because they just don't ask.
0: They don't ask. Don't ask, don't tell. Not my responsibility. Right? On top of the disregard to notify the school district, there's also no statewide mechanism that alerts administrators or childcare professionals to go and check on students who are removed from a uh, school system. Michelle Blair never submitted documentation to notify the State Department of Education that she was homeschooling the children. Parents who homeschool their children must only register with the state if they're seeking special education assistance, which Michelle was not. Michelle Blair's neighbor, Jessica Porter, said that she knows the two surviving children, but only met Stoney through a window and never once saw the youngest. Jessica Porter said Michelle Blair, quote, loved those kids. She homeschooled them and superglued their assignments to the walls in the living room. On the day the bodies of the two siblings were discovered, the two surviving children received medical examinations, and they, quote, disclosed being abused throughout their childhood by their own mother. Medical professionals identified, quote, 25 scars and injuries, both old and new, on the eight-year-old's
1: back. Twenty-five scars. Yep. Oh, my God
0: as well as, quote, loop-shaped scars and injuries on his back and buttocks that are consistent with being whipped by an extension cord.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that was on Matthew, who was one of their surviving children. When asked about the, quote, visible cut above her left eye, Gabby told the interviewer that her mother had struck her in the head with a 2 by 4 The broken front tooth was from the time that her mom hit her with a curling iron.
1: A curling iron? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Gabby also had... Like, sc-
1: why even have kids? I, I have... Y- like, why?
0: Yep. Gabby also had scars from being burned with irons, whipped with cords, and she said that her mother refused the children medical treatment when they requested it. Michelle continued receiving $771 per month in food assistance and Medicaid benefits for all four of the children throughout the date of her arrest, and she received child support payments from Barry for Stephen as recently as December, three months prior to her arrest. So two of the kids were dead, and she was still getting government assistance for them. Yep. The fathers of both children were allowed supervised visitation, as Child Protective Services sought termination of parental rights for both Michelle and the fathers. Child Protective Services was seeking a court order that would allow the agency to put their surviving two children up for adoption.
1: Mm.
0: When it came to the two remaining children, both had separate fathers. Michelle Blair lashed out, shouting at Dorsey and his relatives during the court proceeding. She said, quote, You all was never there for them. How many birthdays did you miss? His ex-girlfriend did more for them than any of y'all. You want to put on a show for the news now? They were raping my kids. Period. What
1: the fuck? Raping okay. my
0: fucking kids. You pathetic ass fuck. And he's a fucking drunk. Now tell the truth on that. Dorsey's ex-girlfriend, Michelle McKee Barnett, told- <laughs>
1: Her name's Michelle? Yeah. Okay. Michelle and, and then Michelle.
0: Michelle helped set up an online fundraiser for the funerals of both children. In an email to Live Detroit, Michelle Barnett uh, said that she attended the hearing and heard Michelle, Michelle's outburst. She said, quote, I have no idea what she was talking about. Who was they? We have not heard anything regarding any molestation and the children have not mentioned it either michelle blair's claim that dorsey has a problem with alcohol was addressed in an interview that he gave to the dhs officials on march 25th a dhs employee stated quote dorsey admitted that he has had issues with alcohol in the past however he also admitted that he started drinking a pint every day in the last few weeks which i probably would too if my I, yeah, child was murdered so or brutally murdered yeah so Barry told his DHS interviewer that he lived with Michelle Blair and the children briefly before going to prison for two years on a gun charge in 2010. The court said, quote, Barry lived with the children for on and off for three years. He described Blair as the perfect mother because she never yelled at the children or hit them.
1: So what made her snap?
0: I don't know. Gary said that Barry, quote, often had to calm Michelle down when she was yelling or hitting the children. Like... Gabby saying... He actually had to calm my mom down when he was hitting a, when she was hitting us, and he's saying I never saw that her hit the kids, and the kids have visible obvious scars. Yeah,
1: so maybe he was just trying to protect her. Yeah, I don't know. Why would you protect that woman? Or, or maybe he's trying to protect his ass.
0: Maybe because if they're like, well, you were in the house, you were in the house. Why happening. didn't you see this? Yeah.
1: Oh, I never saw it.
0: Because he's also trying to get parental. Yeah, rights I think back. he's
1: more just trying to save his yeah. ass.
0: Yeah. The court petition says that both fathers are unemployed. Dorsey living with a mother and uncle who received disability income, and Barry living with friends in a quote, sparsely furnished home with no beds, receiving $194 a month in food assistance.
1: Hundred yeah. in $94 a month. For food. Yeah. Whew.
0: Yep. Dorsey's attorney, Adam Devlin, argued for his client to be allowed supervised visits with his seventeen year old daughter, Gabby. Attorney General Kelly Magese said, quote, These fathers want to pass the buck. It's not acceptable. They should feel guilt. They should feel blame because they are culpable. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services wants both Barry and Dorsey's parental rights terminated, as well as the parental rights of Blair Michelle or Michelle Blair. Wayne County Circuit Judge Edward Joseph ruled that there was a state statutory basis to terminate both of the father's parental rights as he pointed out that there were two referrals to child protective services for abuse judge burns said quote, there is no way that a parent could be oblivious to all of those things it's too much it goes over way too long of a period of time
1: i mean i can understand that so yeah I go, okay he's but basically I, the, like but the whole freaking foster system is so bad too mm-hmm. it's so bad so it sucks for the kids too
0: I know. I always said if I had, like, billions of dollars, I would use it to fix the foster system and then um, assisted living for seniors.
1: Yeah, it's so bad.
0: Because we treat Bolts so badly. So poorly. Fun fact, we actually had to break my grandpa out of a senior living home because they were <laughs> abusive.
1: Yeah, Kelsey's not allowed in, like, South Korea or assisted living
0: homes (laughs) or an assisted living home
1: yeah she's crazy
0: That no they didn't even know that my grandpa was missing for three weeks they billed my mom my mom was like he hasn't been there they were like oh that's so bad it was so it was really bad i won't name what it is but if you know where i'm from you can find it that way
1: (laughs) just ask them
0: just just look in the town i grew up in the judge's words came after closing arguments were given by attorneys in the case. Dorsey's attorney bit back and said, quote, It's impossible to fail to protect someone for something they never knew existed. He said that the kids wore pants and sleeves to cover their injuries, and Mitchell knew Dorsey would report her if he saw what appeared to be abuse. Mitchell Blair had an outburst as Dorsey's attorney was speaking and requested to leave the courtroom and she was escorted out by deputies. The outburst happened after the attorney said the youngest child told authorities, quote, she knew I wouldn't tell, referring to his mother. Laura Anderson, Barry's attorney, argued that the court must consider what Barry knew at the time and quote, not what we all know now. She said that Michelle Blair had failed her kids, but she knew how to always protect herself.
1: I mean, yeah, that is true, because you can't be like, as a kid, he had no idea what it was. So right. now, with all the news media, now he knows. Yeah. That's hard. That's a hard one to not argue. Mm-hmm.
0: Michelle Blair pled guilty to two counts of first-degree murder in June on June sixteenth, two 2015. Michelle Blair told the judge, quote, I do not feel any remorse over my actions. They had no remorse for what they did to my son. There was no other option. There's no excuse for rape, and I would kill them again.
1: What the hell?
0: Yeah. Prosecutor Karen Goldfarb stated that they found no evidence of rape or that her youngest had ever been sexually assaulted.
1: Yeah, no. She just went Like, what happened with her?
0: The other question was, if Stephen had been pouring boiling hot water onto Matthew, why wasn't there any scarring or markings? When asked about Stephen's beating, Michelle said, quote, I went upstairs and I said, Stephen, Matthew said you were humping on him. He stood up and looked at me like he had lost his mind. He said yes. So I started punching Stephen. I put a bag over his head. He lost consciousness. So I did that a couple of times. Michelle stated that Stoney's case was personal to her because of what Matthew had confessed and what had already happened with Stephen. Michelle stated that Matthew allegedly told her that Stoney would squeeze blood out of her menstrual pad and into Matthew's mouth forcibly. What? Upon learning that, Michelle, Michelle Blair repeated her torture regime. Quote, "'She raped my son. I intentionally killed her. When I found out what Stoney was doing to Matthew, it was nine months later that I found out about Stephen.' So for the whole nine months that we were in this house, she was still raping my child. I did not know that. When I first found out, I repeatedly punched her on many occasions. I punched her. I put a bag over her head till she lost consciousness. I threw hot water on her. I hit her on the head multiple times over and over and over. I don't care what anybody thinks. She had to go, period. When I say he's got closure, he got it. I know exactly what he was feeling. I knew what he was feeling because that's exactly how I used to feel. What? So I think that she, at some point in her life, was sexually assaulted. And she was, in, in her mind, believed that her youngest was also sexually assaulted by older siblings. So I'm wondering. I don't know if she has any siblings. But, you know.
1: Who knows? But golly, that is so horrific.
0: Yeah. It's bad. And
1: it's like, you had those kids. Those are your kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. That was pretty horrific. Okay. We're not done. Oh, okay.
0: Michelle stated that Stoney began sexually assaulting her siblings prior to abusing Matthew. Quote, Stoney started telling me many things, and I also asked her, then why didn't Steven tell me when I asked him, did anybody do this to him? Why didn't he tell me that you were doing it to him? Because Stoney was going upstairs, beating Steven, threatening him if he talked. Wayne County Circuit Judge Edward Joseph terminated Michelle Blair's parental rights of the surviving children, and Michelle Blair received life in prison without the
1: possibility of parole. Okay, good. But, like, yeah, like, she says all this, but, like, you never, there's no evidence of it. So, like, what were you seeing? Right. Or like, what is wrong
0: with you? And the only evidence that there was was what you were doing to them. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was Not just you.
0: Right, you were Do you the demon.
1: How miserable that house for the four of those kids were.
0: I or how terrifying, how I scary mean, like it was.
1: And like, there was no school. You had no friends. You just woke up and got beat every day. You were locked in this home with. Yeah, this you monster. were locked in this home to just get beat every day. Yeah, that was your life. That's your childhood. That was your whole life, and then she killed him.
0: Yeah, and then made the other two help. Yep.
1: Yeah. Like, how do they live a normal life after that? You don't.
0: I will say they're doing very well.
1: Good. But, like, there's no normalcy after something no. like that.
0: No, 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 no. Michelle Blair is now serving a life sentence at the Huron Valley Correctional Facility in Yisp Try it. <laughs> Yipsbilanti.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's right. Let's see. Yeah, but that's funny. Yep. I don't think the Y's... I think the Y's silent.
0: Ypsilanti. In Ypsilanti, Michigan, without the possibility of parole. There is a high possibility and a belief that Michelle Blair was abusing all four of her children throughout the years, and the children then may have abused each other as a result of the effects of the abuse that they received from their own mother. Quote A lot of questions remain unanswered in this case. Where did the children learn about sexual abuse? Were the children also sexually abused before? And if Blair was right about her, how her children were performing such gruesome acts was all that led to her murdering her own children. Lastly, how did no one care to inquire about the missing two children for more than two and a half years, while Michelle was held, while Michelle was, while (laughs) Michelle. While Michelle has been behind bars, her surviving children have received extensive therapy. Good. And both have done really well in the home of their great aunt and uncle. Court documents said that Gabby is enrolled at an independent living program and uh, Matthew's adoption was finalized in May of 2016. Gabby continued her studies and she graduated high school soon after everything had happened. And Gabby is currently pursuing her dreams and has entered a college for a bachelor's degree. Judge Joseph said, quote, They both definitely exceeded expectations. Both children overcame the majority of the setbacks that they encountered in this case. Michelle Blair returned to court when her attorney, Janice Burns, spoke to the judge, and Burns said the children needed extraordinary care, and she hasn't heard from the fathers what kind of extraordinary care that they would provide. The judge said, quote, The children are with a relative, and they finally have stability for the first time in their lives. Then, in jail, Michelle Blair has not been a star student. In March of 2017, it was reported that Michelle accumulated as many as 28 misconducts, including assaulting and spitting on other prisoners and officers.
1: Oh, okay. So, so she, yeah, she's doing just fine in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Upstanding. She was
0: also accused of using cans to throw urine and feces at her correction officers, and Michelle also allegedly hit the officers and hit the officers, too, when they were arresting her. As a result of her actions, the mother was sentenced to an additional 38 months to five years in prison. Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, she's going to be in there for, I mean, forever. What are you, what's even the point of going, you spending life in prison plus five years? Plus so five. like what, she dies and then you're like.
0: You get five years in the next life.
1: Just in case a zombie apocalypse happens, all the ones that come back have to go spend the first five years in you know?
0: jail. <laughs> Zombies. But that is the case of Michelle Blair.
1: Well, she's a miserable, awful human being. She's horrible. And not fun at all.
0: But there definitely is... It's one of those cases where they just admit right off the bat, like, yep, I did it. But why? But then you never get, like, the nitty gritty or their backstories because they're basically like, well, you don't have to go prying or digging or questioning. Yeah, you don't in. need to dig anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to give you, and you and everything and leave me alone. Yeah. And if you admit to it, I don't think that they, like... No, because it's like, (laughs) why? Why
1: spend the resources when I just you just admitted it? I have the person I need in jail. Done. And the kids
0: are malnourished, covered in welts, and yeah, it's such an easy case. Yeah. Yeah, it it is a very sad case.
1: Yeah, I feel so bad for those four kids.
0: I know. I know.
1: I'm glad the two are doing okay.
0: I know. I'm happy that they're both excelling and able to say like, yeah, that was a shitty thing and a horrible thing that happened, but we move forward. Yeah. And we better ourselves. Oh, gosh. So, thank...
1: She's scary looking. You can
0: see photos of her yelling in court. So, thank you, Jessica, for sending in that oh, case. I'm sorry, but any neighbors
1: <laughs> that were like, yeah, this mom looks so nice and so easy and so calm," I'd be like, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's yelling in
0: a lot of the photos.
1: Good. See ya.
0: So, next week we have not a listener request. Oh, okay. It's one that I found. And then after that, it's going to be a listener request of a serial killer.
1: And then in mine or when?
0: Yeah, when do you want to do yours?
1: I don't know. You keep pushing mine off.
0: Because y- have you written it yet?
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: <laughs> have you? No, because okay. I haven't
1: had my my scheduled time.
0: <laughs> okay, well then we'll, let's do yours in how long do you need to write it?
1: Not that long. Chase. I'm a star.
0: Okay. Let's do it the 8th. It?
1: Oh, but we got that. We got to go out of town that weekend.
0: See, look at He's told you he doesn't want... He's always... We got to go out of
1: town the next two weekends, though.
0: Yeah, what do you mean? We got to go out of town this weekend. Oh, my so goodness. So, why can't you get it done before oh that? Oh,
1: my goodness. I got to make one by next week.
0: No, you have two... Yeah, you got to wait.
1: Ah.
0: Bro, you just said, oh, my the God! The 8th. If you don't... If Chase doesn't have one written for the 8th, we won't have an episode
1: oh gosh okay so goodbye everybody <laughs> see, you, see you may 14th
0: <laughs> all right so with that being said we hope you enjoyed this episode i always feel kind of weird saying that because it's like obviously you didn't no, no we didn't but you enjoyed but, us yeah and we're, we're awesome if you want to follow us on instagram you can at crime with the k if you want to send us an email you can send it to
1: crime with the gay at Crime with a K? Bro. Gmail.com?
0: I need a new co-host.
1: Oh! <laughs> and
0: if you want to... I don't really pose on TikTok anymore. It's kind of... She sad.
1: was so gung-ho on that, and now she's like, yeah.
0: It's a little frightening.
1: Well, no, Switzerland, like, kicked your ass, and now it's like... <laughs> we haven't done shit since we're too long.
0: No, yeah. Um, but if you want to hang out with us on TikTok, you can follow us at
1: Kareem with a cake.
0: And other than that, we'll see you next Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.